This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. On the final day of March, hard to believe, we're talking Reds baseball today with Mark Sheldon, MLB.com Reds reporter. And Mark, we were just uh, discussing a moment or two ago that this is your last day in Arizona, and I asked you if that was a good thing or a bad thing. The weather, obviously, you're loving, but I think you're ready to get home, correct? Absolutely. I love Arizona. I've I've been very happy with the seven years that the Reds have been out here. Uh, The spring training is a great place to be, but I think anywhere – away from your house for six, seven weeks is too long as far as you just miss being home. And I, I'm more than eager to sleep in my own bed starting tomorrow. Yeah, no place like home, as, as great as spring training is, and the weather and the sunshine and the blue skies. Again, no place like home. So uh, the, the end of the tunnel is near as uh, the regular season approaches uh, this coming Sunday night. And, uh, Mark, the theme of today's podcast is – we're going to look at uh, predictions uh, for the Reds in 2016, more towards the end of our segment. But to begin, just some of your observations based on what you've seen in spring training. Uh, again, as that is winding down here in the next uh, couple hours, couple days. So let's start here. Uh, in terms of a rotation or position battle with this Reds team that is still kind of somewhat simmering heading into the early part of the season, uh, where on the diamond, where on the roster would that be right now for this club? I, I would be the rotation. What's funny is that when they start the season, they're going to have five starting pitchers on the disabled list, and they could have an entire rotation, almost their projected rotation, on the disabled list when they open. And that's that's kind of an odd one. Um, and that's going to be a, a, an area that's going to be in flux a lot because you got, uh, you know, Homer Bailey's going to be back in May. You got John Lamb was going to be back at the end of April. Um, Michael Lorenzen, when he, he solves his elbow troubles, could slot in whenever he's ready. Um, Anthony DiScofani, who was going to possibly be the opening day starter, has an oblique issue. He'll probably slot into the rotation in the fifth spot on April 10th, but he can still backdate it beyond the DL. Uh, John Moscott has an intercostal issue. He could be ready by mid-April. So that is, uh, that's where the most flux will happen. The guys that are pitching in the rotation now, I think only Rysel Iglesias is assured, I think, in my mind, as long as he keeps pitching well and he's the opening day starter. I, I could see him making all the starts throughout the season, and then I, I really don't know about the other four. Anything could happen at this point. Yeah, a lot of aches and pains in that red rotation, as you just uh, elaborated on. But when those guys get healthy, certainly a lot to look forward to uh, in the early part of 2016. Uh, Mark, uh, again, based on what you've seen, you know, every year in spring training with every team, you've got your spring training all stars and MVPs and Hall of Famers and. It's tough to say, you know, what's going to stick and what isn't going to stick. But based on what you've seen, which player that perhaps may not be on the radar right now could have a breakout season? I think uh, Reds fans are familiar with him from last season, but I don't think he's got a lot of uh, baseball-wide exposure. Is Eugenio Suarez, who is now their third baseman. He was a shortstop last year. He filled in very well for Zach Cozart. was kind of surprising offensively, and what he's done this spring is really just back that up. 
with a nice spring at the plate, uh, and he's also played better than advertised defense at third base, and they, I think they're pretty pleased with him. Uh, you know, I don't know if he'll be able to you know, reach the levels of Todd Frazier that he, that he established before he got traded, but I think he'll be at least a good guy to have in that spot, and I think he might do some good things from the second spot in the order if that's exactly where they end up putting him. But I think he'll be kind of a breakout guy. I also think on the pitching side, uh, Rysel Iglesias will be a breakout sensation this year. Uh, you know, we didn't see a whole lot of him in spring training, but I just think that based on what he did last year, having a ex- year of experience under his belt, having his shoulder worked on so that's more flexible and able to, enabling him to do more things, I think he could be in, in line for a breakout season as, as well. So two guys there in, uh, in Suarez that, that you touched on first uh, that can have breakout seasons for the Reds here in 2016. And uh, like you said, big shoes to fill there with Todd Frazier, but uh this Reds team, as we've uh, touched on in numerous podcasts, are clearly rebuilding a lot of young talent. Suarez may be at the forefront of that. Uh, Mark, something you kind of touched on already a, a little bit, but uh, in terms of the biggest unknown heading into 2016, yes, you mentioned all the injuries in the rotation, uh, specifically with guys like Homer Bailey, Anthony DiScofani, but is there uh, another aspect of this team, perhaps, with the lineup that you're not quite sure what you're going to get uh, positively or negatively heading into a new season? I think the bullpen is uh, really uh, an area of concern, quite frankly. it's Not many of those guys have looked very good in camp. J.J. Uh, Hoover is, was the one known entity going in as likely the closer. He is now the closer. Uh, they're going to have eight relievers to open the season, and I, I could say that I don't exactly know what's going to come up with the seven other guys. Uh, I mean, Tony Singrani probably had the, the, the second best or the maybe the better spring of, of those guys. Um but after that, it's it's tough, and I, I think that's going to be the, with the with the rotation in flux and a lot of young guys. I think the rotation is going to be used a lot, or the bullpen's going to be used a lot this year, and uh, what they end up providing, who knows? Now, in terms of JJ uh, Hoover, it was a couple of weeks ago that Brian Price anointed him as the closer, the guy to fill in or to take over, I should say, for Aroldis Chapman here in 2016. Is he going to be a guy that the Reds are going to sink or swim with no matter what, or is it kind of a basis where if he falters, they could dip into that reserve core of the six or seven other guys you mentioned? What's what's kind of the outlook for Hoover right now? Oh, he certainly established himself. In there. I mean, I, I think with anything, they give a guy a chance until they can't do it, and I don't think they'll ever back themselves into a corner saying that this is the guy no matter what. I mean, obviously, if he goes out and, and – just can't get a save or can't lock down inning, you know, the ninth inning, they may look elsewhere. And I think that's an area where someone like Michael Lorenzen could be valuable when he's ready is, is you know, if he, they don't get him stretched out in time to start or they like him better in a, in a later role, he's got a 98-mile-an-hour fastball. He can do a lot of things. He's a power pitcher. He's got multiple pitches, and he's fearless. And I think he's somebody that they could possibly look at down the road. You know, Brandon Flanagan – who they're very happy with uh, having the rotation. They, they want him to be a you know, starter you know, short and long-term. He obviously has the credentials as a reliever and has done it at the major leagues for the Royals. So I think he's someone else they could look to if he doesn't stay in the rotation. And Mark, uh, of course, this red team uh, stocked up on prospects uh, over the winter with the trades they made of their established veterans. So uh, a lot of guys down in the, uh, the minor league levels who are just uh, waiting, knocking out the door to – get called up to the big leagues, make a contribution at the major league level in 2016. So to that end, give me one, maybe two, but at least one 
minor league prospect in this red system that we could see get called up before the All-Star break. Uh, again, with the rotation being in flux, uh, Cody Reed, uh, definitely that guy. He's actually going to be coming over for minor league camp to finish the uh, Cactus League schedule. He's pitching today, starting against the Indians, but uh, he was the most impressive uh, prospect I think we all saw in, in camp this year. He showed he's if he's not ready, he's extremely close. Uh, Brian Price thinks he's close. They want him to develop his changeup a little more, but they really think his fastball and slider are major league ready, and they think his, you know, his personality and, and, and his uh, ability to, to be ready for the major leagues is pretty much there. Uh, so I, I think it's only a matter of time. It's, it's kind of happened quick. Uh, one of the reasons they did send him down, uh, besides to work on his changeup, is that he did only have 13 double-A starts, and they don't feel like the triple-A uh, getting some time there would hurt him, and it can only help him. So I think he's one of those guys that when they call him up, they want it to be for good, and I would not be shocked if he's up before the All-Star break. So, Mark, uh, to wrap things up in the final few minutes, we have left uh, the portion of the podcast where we can you know, give our bold predictions for 2016 and then six months down the road look back and laugh at ourselves because that's the nature of baseball. We rarely get these right, but that's part of the charm of the sport, of course. So, Let's start here uh, with a guy, and I don't think this will shock anybody, but, again, for a team that is rebuilding, a team that struggled last year, uh, there is a guy in this line that you think is going to be a bona fide, legit MVP candidate in 2016. Yeah, I mean, Joey Votto, uh, last year when they only won 64 games and really were going down the hill, down the drain in, in the second half, he only got better. And you can certainly make the argument that teams can pitch around him more, but I'll, I'll, I'll counter the argument that he's already experienced that last year and still found ways to, to have really one of the more exceptional second halves in recent history. So uh, I look for him to have a big year. He's had a great camp. He's been healthy. He, he's dialed in at the plate, which is not usually the case for him in spring training. Uh, he's hitting over 400 this spring, and he just looked very good. So I, I see him uh, just making the adjustments and, and learning how to beat pitchers. He's not going to have a bad lineup around him. I mean, if Devin Mazzarocco is hitting behind him or uh, Suarez or Bruce or, or, you know, one of those guys, I think, or Duvall, he, he has a chance to, to do some things, and I think he's going to have a great year. And, of course, uh, the second half of last year that you brought up, one of the best in recent memory uh, up there with Bryce Harper in terms of the on-base percentage numbers, not quite the power of Harper, but still in terms of getting on base, uh, he was right there with the guy that won the uh, NL MVP. And, of course, Mark, uh, with this, this Reds team, is they've dealt away uh, you know, piece after piece in the effort to rebuild with guys like Cueto and Leak and Todd Frazier. Do you see one of the remaining veterans, including Votto, uh, that could get dealt at some point this season? Um, Jay Bruce would certainly be the most likely. I, I could see him being traded anywhere from opening day to the, the trade deadline. It, it could happen. I just... It was already close to happening on the first day of camp, and I, I just think if, if he gets his numbers up and shows this season that the guy he was in 2012 and, and, and 2013 and less the guy that was 2014 and 2015, I think he, he can definitely help a team, and the Reds would certainly welcome the opportunity to add uh, more young talent in exchange and, and of course, uh, save some money and, and bring along some of their own prospects that they have. So uh, I would say Jay Bruce and Zach Crozart can uh, – show he's healthy, and so far he has. I think he's another guy that they could possibly look at by the deadline. Yeah, we see how badly the Blue Jays uh, wanted uh, Jay Bruce uh, at the beginning of spring training to add into that already lethal lineup in Toronto. That would have been a scary thought. It could still happen. Uh, we'll see what, what becomes of Jay Bruce as the season wears on. 
And then, Mark, uh, to wrap up here, let's do a little over-under in terms of number of wins for this Reds team in 2016. Uh, the over-under I'll throw at you is 75. What do you think of that? I'm going to come in at the under. Uh, I think 68 to 71 wins is probably the, the sweet spot that I would pick for the Reds. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's just a very tough top of the division with the, the Pirates, Cubs, and Cardinals. Uh, I think the Brewers and Reds are just going to be battling out for fourth place. I think the Reds are going to be better than the Brewers, in my opinion. Um, but I, I, I just think – I don't. I think a lot of people were saying the Reds could be really bad and maybe the worst in baseball. I don't think it's going to be quite that, but I, I definitely think 68, 71 wins. I'm, I'm gonna, maybe 69 and 93 sounds like a good number. Great stuff, as always, from our Reds reporter Mark Sheldon. And, uh, Mark, thank you for the contributions to this final spring training podcast of 2016. That's hard to believe. A safe flight back from Arizona. I'm sure we'll do it again uh, next week as the regular season gets underway. Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Cincinnati Reds. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.